Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Ned Reynolds, Mike the Intern, back in the studio. It's Monday, it's wet, but at least (laughs) you left the puffy jacket at home today. So, pretty incredible finals for the uh, NCAA Women's Tournament, man. It really, really was incredible. Uh, did you think it was going to turn out that way, though? Not uh, not that decisively, no, but there's no question South Carolina is the better team, not in that tournament, but uh, in the country as well. They're big and they're strong and they're very, very fast. Uh, having said all that, I think this is one of the great coaching jobs by Gino Oriema that he ever had at Connecticut. This is a good team, but they aren't great and yet he had them in the national championship game. They're offensively challenged. Part of that, part of last night, they lost 64-49 to South Carolina. Part of the scoring drought was the fact that the South Carolina defense was so quick and so tenacious and took Connecticut right out of its game plan. That was part of it, but number two is the fact that Connecticut is not a real good offensive team other than Paige Beckers, and she's an outstanding player. (laughs) And she was guarded when she left the bus in, uh, in uh, Minneapolis. As soon as, as, soon as she that. got off that bus, the defender was on her, never let her go. At one point, <laughs> one point, there was a pick set for Paige, and the individual setting the pick knocked the defender on her keister and got called for a moving screen on the play, and rightfully so. It was a hard, hard check. Anyway, that's all beside the point. South Carolina, better team. And they deserve to win, and they are the national champions of college basketball, 64-49 over a UConn team that really overachieved this year. Really did a good job, and again, it was a great tournament, um, both the women's and men's, and we'll talk about the men's because there's a lot to talk about next hour. But before that, let's talk about golf. Uh, Tiger, it's just incredible to see his progress so far, especially (laughs) with the crash that he had and the fact that he's wanting to, uh, again, compete or try to compete professionally. Hats off to him. Um, the guy's got more drive than most. Uh, he's going to test that, though, at Augusta. Your thoughts on that? Well, it certainly isn't hurting the interest in the Masters at all one little bit. Uh, Tiger Woods is the biggest name in golf, if not the biggest name in sports. And he is going to Augusta to check it out. Now, the Augusta National Course is very hilly and very tough and very long in terms of individuals' st- uh, physical uh, stamina. And Tiger Woods is just a little over a year away from a very serious accident in which he thought he was going to lose one of his legs. Well, fortunately, he did not. He thinks he can give it a try. He wants to. The Masters is arguably the greatest greatest crown jewel in all of golf, and he wants to give it a shot. So uh, he's there to test it out to see. He will not play if he doesn't feel like he is capable of playing with the other guys. If he does, he'll tee it up on Thursday. There is no... No uh, allowance for anybody to ride in a cart. He can't do that. He's got to walk the course. That is the rule, and uh, that is what he will try to do. Green jacket, gold jacket, I don't give a... Well, there was some NASCAR racing going on in Virginia. Who got the win there? Denny Hamlin got the checkered flag over Kevin Harvick in that race at Richmond. A good, solid effort by all the drivers, some of whom were here earlier this week in the uh, Bass Pro. Yeah, little, dude. <laughs> and <laughs> Ned, they, they literally every, and they fly back there so doggone fast. I mean, these guys every, are Well, it's because they're friends with a guy who's got a private jet. They probably can get them anywhere they want to. Uh, 
I, I, it's funny you say that everyone was in town this week, and I bet you were locked inside as far away from everything as you could. And pop. I don't live too very far away. <laughs> I know. From I can just think about we neither one of us do. <laughs> uh, so funny. He he snuck out for a little bit of training, but then he went back and shut the door, and uh, now he's here Monday morning. Um, so yeah, uh, those two in that NASCAR, they seem to be a couple of the early leaders this oh, season. Oh yeah, I Hamlin. Think so. Hamlin's had a, a good start to the year, and Harvick, of course, is an old pro, and they're they're in there battling away. Long, long way to oh, go yeah. in a NASCAR season, but these are all points that do count. Feels and like make we, a big difference. Feels like we just finished it not too long ago, to be honest with you. So Final Four was just unbelievable Saturday night. Got a chance to actually watch that last game in its entirety. My wife had something going on, so I was like, oh my God, this is going to be great. Make myself a drink. I'm going to watch this rivalry. And right out of the gate, you know, Duke was handling business. But in the back of my mind, I was like, if the Tar Heels start making these baskets, it's going to be really tough for them to take. And that's exactly what happened in the second half. When you take a look at basketball, this is an overlooked factor by almost everybody, except those who are into the game. You have to make your free throws. They, they being Duke, made 12 of 20. They missed eight critical free throws down the stretch. That really hurt them. Look at the difference in score, 81 to 77. They could have won that game, but did not. North Carolina's playing well. They're a good team. So they're matched up with Kansas tonight. These are two of the most historic blue blood programs in the world. And interestingly enough, when you take a look at them, they played only 11 times head-to-head over the last 50, 60, 70 years of basketball. Of those 11 times, six of them have been in the NCAA tournament. And one of them I remember so very well. I was either a sophomore or junior in high school. And back then, there was no cable, no satellites, no nothing. Games weren't even televised. But I heard them on the radio. And the setting was the Municipal Auditorium in Kansas City, which is where the NCAA offices were back then. They had a sellout crowd of 8,500. That was a sellout and a big crowd. North Carolina versus Kansas, triple overtime. Kansas had their big star, Will Chamberlain, playing for them. And North Carolina really bottled him up big time. Won the game, triple overtime, 54-53 to in an absolute dandy. And what was interesting was it was Kansas' second straight triple overtime game in that tournament. They played a triple overtime the night before. And yet they got they out there. They were exhausted. Oh, God, yes, God, they, they were. were exhausted. Go triple overtime back-to-back. And then on top of the fact that that score is so telling on how long and how I bet every second felt like a year to those guys because you look at the when when game when you're going back and forth and back and forth and nothing's happening it's just defense 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 well now keep in mind there's no shot clock that's and true North too. Carolina yeah. played the very very famous now Dean Smith wasn't their coach back then it was Frank McGuire but the fact is they still played very careful patterned structured basketball and we're playing, when you're playing against a guy like Will Chamberlain, you played very carefully because he could do a lot. Bottle him up. Yep, that's exactly what they did. Like you said last hour, started guarding him as soon as he got off the bus, <laughs> <laughs> which I love. All right, so uh, we did have some college baseball this weekend. Who won? The Bears were down in Birmingham to play Samford. Samford's a Southern Conference team. It's S-A-M-F-O-R-D, not to be confused with the college on the West Coast. Samford team is pretty good, but the Bears took two out of three, including a 20-8 decision yesterday in which the Bears hit six home runs. 
Missouri State can hit the ball. They can really wallop it. At one time in this game, yesterday it was 8-8. Eight to eight, And the Bears scored eight runs in the eighth inning and wow. then added four more in the ninth to make it a 20-8 to eight win. Missouri State is playing well. They have a series next weekend, and this is their conference opener, in Dallas against Dallas Baptist. Dallas Baptist is the number 25 team in America. They are the preseason favorite to win the Missouri Valley Conference. I think the Bears can give them a very solid shot. Drury, which is nationally ranked Division II, is now 21-7 on the year. They took three out of four from Maryville University up in St. Louis. Very good efforts. Eight to seven was yesterday's Drury's win. Drury, Drury will play a non-conference game coming up on Wednesday in Warrensburg against Central Missouri. Central Missouri is one of the top teams in America. So is Drury. Mm-hmm. Played once this year. Played once down here. And uh, baseball park uh, on uh, US 65. Central Missouri won 24 to 11. Yeah. Drury has a little payback. Yeah, that's that <laughs> definitely a red face after that game. Uh, hopefully they can get some more runs in the next one. Uh, what's that, 13? Um, all right, well, uh, Cardinals didn't actually play this weekend. Uh, Rain down in Florida? No, no. It's all because this is the weekend that the Major League Baseball season was to have begun. So the schedule, you might remember, was all pushed back by one week. Well, that when you get to the exhibition season, that didn't include games. So they couldn't get any scheduled. There was nobody to play them. Now the Cardinals will have two more games coming up today and tomorrow, and then they break camp and come up to St. Louis for their Thursday opener. But they could not find anybody to play uh, this weekend, so they went through intra-squad games and things like that. So the Cardinals didn't play. They will play today. The Kansas City Royals took on the Seattle Mariners and lost 10-8 to to them yesterday. They're in kind of the same boat. They will play two more games and then break camp and come up to open their season in Kansas City uh, Thursday afternoon against the Cleveland Guardians. The Guardians. Well, uh, hey, man, it's... What on earth? Whatever happened to the Cleveland Indians? I always it always it always <laughs> makes me think of Guardians of the Galaxy every time I hear that name, um, which is kind of cool, I guess. Uh, it's just good to hear that we're going to have two opening days this week, though. Both on the same day, Both same on time, the same day. It's a good it's a good week for Ned. You have a great day, <laughs> sir. I'll see you later.